With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Progress has been made in developing a framework to combat fraud and corruption in the Cayman Islands, but more needs to be done. That is the headline from the report titled Fighting Corruption in the Cayman Islands, issued by the Office of the Auditor General. Here's Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego with the details. The Auditor General's report assesses whether the mechanisms for preventing corruption in the Cayman Islands are effective and looks at progress made in developing a national framework for prevention of fraud and corruption, including legislation, anti-corruption bodies, and policies and procedures. Auditor General Sue Inspire. I am pleased to report that progress has been made in developing a national framework for fighting fraud and corruption in the Cayman Islands. However, these measures do not mean that the Cayman Islands are free from fraud and corruption. The report highlights that the Cayman Islands has a range of legislation in place and uses a wide-ranging definition of corruption. It reports that the Anti-Corruption Commission and its work with other agencies, including the OAG and the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service, play a significant role in the fight against fraud and corruption. The Cayman Islands now have a wide range of laws that contribute to the fight against corruption, including the anti-corruption law. However, a key component of the legislative framework is still missing. The Standards in Public Life Law, which was passed by the Legislative Assembly in 2014, has still not been brought into force and I urge the government to focus on doing this quickly. The report also looks in more detail at the arrangements in place for preventing fraud and corruption in the planning sector, specifically the Department of Planning, Central Planning Authority, and Development Control Board. You can find the report online at www.auditorgeneral.gov.ky. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. In response, Deputy Governor the Honorable France Manderson says the civil service has instituted a zero-tolerance approach to corruption and has a, quote, proven track record of undertaking referring cases of corruption to the Anti-Corruption Commission. He adds the OAG's findings provide an opportunity to continue to evolve our response to a challenge which every jurisdiction faces. The Deputy Governor has also appointed the Accountant General to assure there is a review of the anti-fraud policy by chief financial officers on an annual basis or within 30 days of any significant organizational change. Following each review, the accountant general will report back on the outcomes and any proposed changes to assure the policy is regularly updated. Opposition leader the Honorable Ezard Miller says he is pleased with the outcome of constitutional talks with the UK's Foreign and Commonwealth Office, which took place in December. Topping the list of concerns, whether the U.K. would be willing to relinquish the power to make laws for Cayman without seeking our consent. Radio Cayman's Andrew Harris has more. Cayman's delegation to the U.K. sought to make 15 amendments to the country's 2009 constitution. On Radio Cayman's talk show for the record, opposition leader the Honorable Ezard Miller said most of the requests were approved. For 11 out of those um, 15, uh, two, I think, are no-nos that are going to happen, which includes uh, 125. The proposed amendments to Section 21 of the Constitution sought to make it so that the British Parliament would not be able to make domestic laws for Cayman without the country's consent. Opposition leader Miller says he understands why the UK chose not to allow that request. In the end, they are the administering power. So it, it all comes to down to that they have the authority to do what they want to do as long as we are they are administering power. Mr. Miller says the UK's Foreign and Commonwealth Office has agreed to provide a separate document that will help to address Cayman's concerns. They're looking to try to come up with a language either in a side letter or an amendment to those sections which will address 
some of our concerns without reducing their authority, because after all, <coughs> we have to respect in the end, they are the administering power. So it, it all comes to... The talks arise after the UK Parliament passed an order mandating the creation of public beneficial registries in Cayman and the wider overseas territories, but not Crown dependencies. Andrell Harris, Radio Cayman News. The Cayman team included members of Cabinet, the Opposition and constitutional expert Sir Geoffrey Jowell, QC. Cayman's newest governor is meeting one-on-one with chief officers in government departments. I was delighted to have an opportunity to attend the deputy governor's meeting with chief officers. It was a really useful opportunity to listen to uh, the challenges and the successes of 2018. His Excellency the Governor, Mr. Martin Roper, spent the week meeting top managers in tourism and home affairs. He tweeted after his meeting with the acting chief officer of education, quote, discussed exciting plans to adapt UK curriculum to suit needs of Cayman schools later this year. Hashtag world class civil service. I've now started a round of meetings, uh, individual meetings with chief officers in the different departments. And this is an opportunity for me to continue to listen and to learn and to understand the breadth of the issues uh, we face on the islands. Mr. Roper has been here for two months now and tells Radio Cayman he continues to be hugely impressed with the islands. There is so much to be proud of, and I look forward to being able to make a positive contribution to uh, the Cayman Islands uh, to, uh, to promote the stability and the prosperity of these islands for everybody here. To the courts now where a grand court judge has ordered a psychiatric evaluation for a Baden town man facing attempted murder charges. In a letter to the court, Travis Webb's attorney asked that the evaluation be done to determine whether he is fit to enter a plea. Mr. Webb is alleged to have buried a young child alive back in November. 26-year-old Webb was remanded into custody and is expected to return for another mention next month. A Bodentown woman admits to stealing more than 400,000 U.S. dollars over the course of 11 months. Nadia Miranda Powery pled guilty in grand court to six counts of theft, one count of obtaining a pecuniary advantage by deception, and one count of forgery. Powery wrote some 49 fraudulent checks in the name of other people, which were then deposited into her own private account. The crimes took place between December 2015 and November 2016. Powery's travel documents have been seized and a living restriction imposed. She has been released on bail with the condition of a 10,000 CI dollar surety. She is expected to return to court later this month. Organizers for the 11th Annual Musaic Festival are gearing up to showcase Cayman's top musical students from a variety of schools. But first, they're holding open auditions. We are inviting solo, soloists and ensembles uh, that could be singers, instrumentalists um, from 0 to 18. Anyone with some sort of musical ta- uh, talent. Executive committee member with the Cayman Islands Music and Entertainment Association, James Geary, says you can head out to Cayman Cabana from 1.30 p.m. until 3 p.m. And don't forget to bring your tracks with you. They can audition a cappella with a track, but they would need to contact us on the on our, our page that's on the Music Association website. Um, it's uh, called the Open Auditions. If we just look for the Cayman Music and Entertainment Association, look on the, our page and then you'll see the event. It's for tomorrow. And they can contact myself at 326-4791. 
The music festival spans over four days starting on January 25th. The Young Musicians Showcase will take place on Saturday, the 26th of January at the Harkwell Theatre. Mr. Geary is encouraging everyone to support the musicians of tomorrow. Now to business news with the Fidelity Financial Report. Here's Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego. The closing prices of local stocks are provided by Cayman National Securities. CUC's common stocks closed at $1.32. Cayman Water Company closed at $11.84. Greenlighter Insurance Company closed at $9.85. And Cayman National Corporation closed at $4.00. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 7 points to close at 23,993. The Nasdaq down 14.59 points to close at 6,971. The S&P 500 down 0.57 points to close at 2,596. The Financial Times 100 Index in London down 24 points to close at 6,918. The three most active issues in New York today were advanced market devices up 2.68% to close at $20.27. General Electric down 0.56% to close at $8.89 and Bank of America up 1.09% to close at $26.01. In commodities, gold closed at $1,288.10, silver at $15.64, platinum at $813 and oil at $51.68 per barrel. In foreign currencies, the euro closed at one14 Pound sterling at 1.28, yen 108.53, Canadian dollar 1.37, and the Jamaican dollar closed at 129.43. In other financial news, Stepping Stones Recruitment Agency expands with two new roles. More from Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. Stepping Stones Recruitment has added Rhiannon Woodrow and Ben Bailey as senior recruiter and recruiter, respectively. They've both relocated to Cayman from the UK. Rhiannon brings more than five years of experience in finance, retail, pharmaceuticals, and HR. Ben has over three years of recruitment experience in technical IT fields and accountancy and finance. According to an issued press release, the newly created positions in the Cayman Islands office comes as the agency continues to grow and evolve as an organization. Managing Director Millie Serpel notes they are thrilled to have them on board and with the addition of their experience and expertise, they're extremely excited about the future. Reporting for Radio Cayman's Financial News, I'm Dion Anglin. And that will do it for Fidelity's Financial Report for this hour. I'm Shanta Gallego. Thank you for joining us for Radio Cayman's Evening News. I'm April Cummings. With the look at Radio Cayman's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. Seven Special Olympic Cayman Islands swimmers will be attending the World Summer Games in Abu Dhabi this year, four in the pool and three in open water, along with two unified partners. Open water swimming debuted at the 2011 Special Olympics World Summer Games in Athens, Greece, as a demonstration sport. Open water swimming involves swimming in rivers, lakes, seas, or the ocean, where deep water, lack of lane markings, waves, currents, wind, and other natural elements test the swimmer. Coach and unified partner for Special Olympics open water swimming, Jennifer Powell, says her three athletes have not stopped training since World Games Los Angeles four years ago, so she's looking Looking to see much improved results this year. It's been great. You know, we get them in the water at least three times a week in the pool. And then we have three summers who are doing open water. So we have them doing at least half a mile or up to a mile once or twice a week. And then we also participate in uh, multiple
some meets. We've just been in one last weekend, and we have a season this Saturday and another to meet the following weekend. So, yeah, we're busy gearing up for March. What about the athletes themselves? Are, do you think they're ready for competition, or you think they still have a lot more to go? Yeah, no, they're definitely ready. We did force some meets in the last few months. And we've done multiple sea swims, kind of preparing them for this. So, you know, even with a lot of changes over the last month or so, we've, we've been able to keep them on a schedule and, and they're really ready. Okay, so what exactly are you all working on now in the pool or in the ocean, right? You're open water. Uh, well, we're doing both. So we're in the pool mostly right now. We're working on starts and turns and then obviously speed work and just getting their endurance to be maintained. And then in the water, it's, it's mostly endurance and then making sure they're looking at where they're going. So making them go on a straight line so we can get there efficiently. So how often do you all practice? Uh, it's three times in the pool per week and then at least once, sometimes twice in open water. And then depending if we have a swim meet or a sea swim, then we do those in addition to our practice. Okay, so you have three open water swimmers. Are these the same swimmers that competed in Los Angeles? Yes, so we have Kanz Abaddon. She's open water and when Rashid is in first meet, his first game, Rashid and then Alec. Alec will also be swimming open water. And then in the pool, we have Anishel, Diana, Matthew, and Keanu. All right, so how did we perform in Los Angeles? Oh, we did really well. We, we brought back a lot of medals. We do really well in swimming. They're really dedicated to it. We haven't really stopped training since then. So we're hoping for even better times and same successes as this time around. What's different with the team this year, you think? Us losing Penny was it was pretty big for the team. Right. Um, and obviously that's going to be, be a hard trip to take without her. She was instrumental in every aspect. And, you know, these kids wouldn't be where they are today without her. So I think that's really the biggest difference. You know, the focus remains the same, the dedication remains the same, and we're all in it for success and everyone have a great time and enjoy themselves. But of course, you know, without her, it's going to be much, much different. As you speak of Penny, you know, how have the athletes dealt with her loss? You know, I've, they've taken it really well in the sense that I think that, you know, she made it very clear that she didn't want any of them knowing her condition and, and how bad or how sick she was. So for them to lose her so quickly in their eyes, I think they realized how much work she really did for them without wavering in her in her dedication towards them. And there's no more complaining about tired or getting in the pool early. I think they realized how much they did for them and, and they really appreciate that. And I think her memory will be more of, um, you know, just kind of suck it up and do it. And if they've done nothing but that, they've been very happy and affectionate and very... Um, appreciative of everything that she did for them and realizes that they just kind of need to keep up with that pace and get to these games. All right. And apart from Penny, how do you get these athletes mentally prepared for a tournament of this magnitude? Well, we just haven't stopped since L.A. We didn't really take any breaks. Even over Christmas, we stopped on December 21st and we started about the first week of January. And, you know, every practice we're discussing the games, what they can and can't do, what's appropriate in practice versus what's appropriate in a competition. So we've never really veered off of that path and they're, they're well aware of what to expect so that we shouldn't have any surprises or any issues when we get over there. Okay, my last question for you, Jennifer. What's your main objective with the team? I just want everyone to have a good time. <laughs> you know, competition is great, and I think it's really healthy. And, and, you know, every athlete that we have is so different. Some of them, it's going to be their first games, and we just really want them to enjoy the experience that they stay in it, and they stay active, and they really have a, a, a regimen and a routine. But others will be their second, third games, and, you know, they have goals to really, you know, bring home the gold and get a personal best time. But I do just want everyone to have fun. It's a really far away way, and <laughs> I want everyone to enjoy the experience, the culture, and really get to bond with each other. Okay, I lied. That's not my last question. My <laughs> last... <laughs>
My last question, hopefully, is how has the transition been for you from a unified um, partner to now a coach? Well, I mean, Penny's been preparing us for this for a couple of years. Just, you know, she's always over the top organized. And, you know, we, we were brought in on another level from a few years ago. She's obviously been running the show, but we've looked on intently and, and understand what needed to happen. Ryan's obviously been at the pool and he's there for his own job already. And yeah, I mean, it, it kind of happened quite naturally. I've, I've coached before, you know, obviously not with Special Olympics, but the, the last couple of years I have stepped into that role a little bit. So it will be a little bit more of a, a smooth transition. Um, yeah, it's just obviously it's difficult because she's done these games before and not have her will be difficult for sure, but we'll be okay. The World Games are to be held in the United Arab Emirates, Abu Dhabi, on March 14th. And, well, it's the last chance to get in on the early bird special for this year's nationwide stride against cancer run walk. The nationwide stride against cancer walk run event has always been $25, but, um, you know, our expenses have continued to go up through the year. So nobody wants to see the price change from $25 to $30, but unfortunately we have to do it. And so we're trying to do it in the easiest way possible by making it still $25 for the early birds who get in and register as fast as they can. But then after January 12th, it's going up to $30. So we encourage people to hurry up and register so they can take advantage of that early bird pricing. Cancer Society's Jennifer Weber says the big stride will start and finish on Seven Mile Public Beach with a quarter marathon. The action starts at 7 a.m. The 13.1 half marathon will start at 6 a.m. Details on the little stride on Little Cayman will be confirmed soon. The January 27th event is aimed at providing help to patients and their families on island. Check out www.cics.ky or www.caymanactive.com slash stride for more information. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's local sports. I'm Dion Anglin. A recap now of some of the day's top local stories. I'm April Cummings. The government says it welcomes the results of the latest report from the Office of the Auditor General, evaluating efforts to develop a national framework to prevent fraud and corruption. The deputy governor says fighting corruption is an ongoing effort and a range of anti-corruption efforts and initiatives are underway. A judge orders a psychiatric evaluation for a Bodentown man facing attempted murder charges. 26-year-old Travis Webb is accused of burying a young child alive in November. The child survived. A Bodentown woman admits to stealing more than 400000 U.S. dollars over the course of 11 months. Nadia Miranda Powery pled guilty in grand court to six counts of theft, one count of obtaining a pecuniary advantage by deception, and one count of forgery. That is a quick recap of some of the day's top local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.